0: Hello, chickens. This is the fabulous Adam Richard, and I have a theory. Okay, chickens. Uh, Carl has written us an email, which I'm still reading, Um, and he's got a unique perspective. Oh, it's not unique. (laughs) (laughs) Because... Comes from, you know, I mean, it is kind of unique because there's, you know, different things that happen. Anyway, everyone's perspective is unique, I guess. Like, you know, Every single person's perspective is their own, and therefore not, uh, you know, the the wider experience. Um, anyway, he says he grew up in the UK. His first memory is Ark in Space. Uh, <laughs> oh my God, one of my favourite episodes. Uh, but then he was banned for months from watching Doctor Who because of nightmares. <laughs> Oh, dear. Poor thing. And the nightmares are being turned into a Cyberman. Oh, that's weird. Is there were no Cybermen in that episode. Um, Are you thinking of Revenge of the Cybermen, which was on the same spaceship as the Ark in space? Like, they used the same sets. Uh... <laughs> Um, But yes Then he hasn't missed an episode Since partway through War Games To the end of Trial of a Time Lord Uh, The family and I moved to Australia Just before the key to time I didn't see any McCoy stories As I was travelling Living in London for a few years And generally experiencing the distractions Of being in my twenties Habit was set to only watch Doctor Who On first broadcast Wherever I was living And that continued from Rose till now I never went back to old stories Until those Twitch screenings a few years years ago, oh, they were great, uh, where I filled in the McCoy stories and a few odd gaps, now using Britbox to fill in some of the last Hartnell and Troughton gaps. We're probably all unusual. I've heard of young fans doing The Pilgrimage, one episode per night from an unearthly child, or binging whole classics like Robots of Death in a single viewing. It must give you such a different perspective compared to me who had a whole week to ruminate and chat between episodes. I mean, I've always found that fascinating, like the people watching it in Britain who saw it every week. Because even when there were new episodes here in Australia in the 70s and into the 80s, um we would get them you know months later so you know you'd see in doctor who magazine like it would be like oh this story's happened and people rated that one highly it's like we have not seen these ones um but then when they got here it was every day like you would go through an entire season in like four weeks Uh, (laughs) not even because so a brand new like you'd get like so you'd have repeat 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 like you'd be like oh yes yes uh these are the the Tom Baker stories like I've only seen these once but they were on last year um and you're watching your way through them and then after that last Tom Baker one it's like oh brand new one I haven't seen this one before so exciting and then you'd burn through that season like of 26 episodes in four or five weeks and then you'd be back to back to Burt week and it's like what where did the we just there was we we're just at the Armageddon factor why are we now like at the Why are are there three Doctors now? Um, I don't know really what the timeline is. It is online. Like, there is uh, a deliciously nerdy uh, corner of the internet where they break down every single episode of Doctor Who that screened in Australia and when. Because, like, until – I think until the – Early 80s, they were on like different stories were being shown in different cities in Australia, all like where it was all out of whack. Like, because yeah, it was there was football in some places, some places be you know turned over for other things. So it was, yeah, it was higgledy piggledy. Um. For a very long time, but it was a daily occurrence. Uh, So when new episodes came out, we did not have that whole week to talk and get excited about it because it was like, oh, it's on tomorrow. Um, (laughs) But also heavily edited, like, you know, I've probably told you before that the – the Brain of Morbius was shown at like 9pm as, uh, you know, cobbled together as one big thing. Because um, it had been, you know, kept off the telly because it was too frightening for children. Um, and I don't think, they, I don't even remember them showing uh, The Deadly Assassin either. We kind of skipped from... Um, the Hand of Fear, where Sarah disappeared and suddenly the doctor meets Leela in the face of evil. And that's kind of, we, we didn't get anything in between. Um, so, yeah, there were a bunch that, when, that never saw the light of day because they were too frightening for children. Because it was six o'clock. Or well, 6.30, we used to get it uh, in Australia. Um, every day, though. Like, it must be weird. And also the repeats, like so many repeats. Because we burned through them so quickly, they'd be like, oh, well, Carnival of Monsters is on tomorrow. It's like, what? Again? I've seen it eight times. I Seriously, I've seen Carnival of, Carnival of Monsters so many times. I don't know why. It was like the default. <laughs> For some reason, whenever you'd, you'd be watching, it's like suddenly the Carnival of Monsters will be on. It's like, why is this always on? Um but, yeah. And then one day, like, they went all the way back to An Unearthly Child and was like, oh, my God, it's black and white. It's exciting. We're going all the way back to the start. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Oh, thank you so much for that, Carl. That is a... Yeah, I'd love everyone else's feelings about when you first saw it. Because Damo uh, was talking about his first episode was Rose. Um, My first episode was part six of Planet of the Spiders. So imagine that, your first episode, the main character dies at the end um and so yeah i've been in love with tom baker ever since uh mainly i was in love with sarah because <laughs> sarah was the character that carried through from one to the next one and the brigadier um but yeah that was the first one i ever saw uh and then it rolled straight on into uh robot the next episode like it just carried on through because i guess it must have been a repeat um Although maybe that was when it was on weekly. When I was really little, it used to be on once a week on a Sunday. And the the first one I ever saw was when it was on weekly. Um, and I remember having nightmares about a thing like this. Like you know how when you're little you can block things out that are too scary. I had a nightmare about this black shape coming to kill me in a room full of scientists. It was really strange and it was going to murder me. And then years later, I saw Genesis of the Daleks and... I recognised the scene as my horrifying nightmare and the black shape that was just like, seriously, just in my memory was just like a black square that killed people, was a Dalek. And I'm like, oh my God, one of my first, like, my most memorable nightmares was obviously Genesis of the Daleks and I'd blocked out the Dalek. Um, When Davros introduced it into the room. So, yeah, it's weird. Like the, you know, I mean, memory kind of plays weird tricks on you anyway. But that's like one of my earliest memories of Doctor Who is as a nightmare. <laughs> Which I didn't realise was Doctor Who until years later when I saw that episode. I'm like, <gasps> this is my nightmare. But that's a Dalek. And I'd seen Daleks before that, obviously, because this was a repeat um, of Genesis of the Daleks. So, yeah, uh, I'd obviously watched it at some point. I remember my mum coming in and finding me watching Doctor Who of an afternoon and uh, kind of going, What is happening with you? (laughs) I was just like terrified in her room. It's like, "Ah, Friday. (laughs) So, yes, uh, thank you, everyone. This has been a delight. also, thanks to Squally whose uh message about um Rose was such a great episode. And also thank glad that I'm better. Bless you, Squally. Bless you. Um now one of my <laughs> one of my favorite moments. Uh <laughs> About an unearthly child happened. Um, (laughs) Matt sent me a message. uh, And look, this is going to take a lot of setup to tell you about how this happened. Anyway, Matt sent me a message about an unearthly child, which... (laughs) I really look, it's going to take a bit. Um, also, just quickly, message to James, uh, who recommended Radio Free Scaro, who were talking to Chris Chibnall um, in their podcast. Uh, they're Americans. Um, and he says uh, very much a behind the scenes conversation, no questions about Timeless Child or anything. But it was fascinating hearing about the reality beh- behind making the show during COVID and a whole lot more, um, which I did go off and listen to. Uh, It was, as he says, fascinating And just, you know, hearing, like, you know All all we get online is the discourse So it was exciting hearing Chris Chibnall talk about it But I'll talk about that more in the next episode